Hi, this is Nicholas Knabel, agent at the Ottawa County Parole Probation Office in beautiful Holland, Michigan. I'm currently in the midst of a regular report day at the office. Now, my fellow friends of the pod, enjoy this episode of Field Days. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Chris Gouts. Chris, happy Veterans Week to everyone out there, um, to all of our veterans and, and those actually serving right now as we speak. So Chris, I got a, I got a question for you. Name that tune, ready? Right. Who's the person that just opened up the podcast for us? Uh, that would be our good friend Nick. Yes, yeah, Nick Nick Knable from the Ottawa County Parole and Probation Office. Uh, thank you very much for opening up the podcast, and more importantly, Chris, we thank him for. I know it's important to open up the podcast to you and I. It's very very important. Yes. But more importantly, thanks Nick um, for your service. He he is a he is a veteran of the U.S. Army. Um, thank you, Nick, for your service. We really appreciate everything that you have done and continue to do um, for the country. So. This is this is your week. This is uh, you're, you're part of this week's podcast because you are a veteran, and we have a special guest today to kind of talk about um, what this week means to them and uh, kind of get into the whole history of um, what they did to serve our country. Uh, it's going to be great today, Chris. Absolutely, and I would echo your sentiments. Thank, thank you to to Nick and for his service, and also to all of you who have been sending in your uh, podcast introductions. Remember, you can email askmdoc at michigan.gov, and you can get on the list. And uh, we still need some more CFA folks. We got a whole bunch of FOA people, so Greg's doing his part. So we need CFA to really pull in and uh, and get a few more going. We've got I don't know probably half dozen or so that we've gotten in already. So we've yeah. got some. We're starting to line them up, and they're fun. People are people, yeah, people are having, fun with this. People are having a good time with this. So yeah, that's the key. You got to have fun with it. And uh, we want to also flash back to, uh, to last week when we had uh, Shane Gray open up the podcast. Our only CFA person so far. Come our, on, CFA. Our only CFA person. And we're continuing to see the podcast bump in Gotta full effect because yes. the uh, Harper Creek Beavers uh, defeated Lakeshore to become district champions last week. So they are currently ranked fourth in the state. And uh, Shane informs me that this is the furthest any Harper Creek team has gotten in the last 60 years. This is becoming a thing now in the podcast, right? These Harper Creek Beavers. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is like becoming a thing so now. The, uh, like everybody wants to know, how did the Beavers do last week? I mean, what's... So the, yeah, so this, this is, is great. This is huge. So you know, congrats to, to the Beavers, and we'll be looking forward to seeing them continue on in the playoffs, and hopefully we'll see them at Ford Field. Maybe we can get them all pod, uh, field days, coasters, yeah. or something. We, so. could, we could actually go do a podcast at, at Ford Field and talk okay. to uh, the players and the coaches. Well, let's, uh, let's let's talk to the director after this and see if we can expense that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, enough about co- or high school football, Chris. What else is going on around the department? Well, I think I agree. Enough about high school football. We should probably talk about college football. Excellent, excellent, excellent idea. Yeah, because there was a little bit of a game uh, last week. I didn't know what you're talking about. Let's move on, Chris. <laughs> enough about football. I think it was a very nice day for Central, and then not so great of a night for Western. Yeah, it was rainy and nasty. You know, I mean, it was really football weather. Come on, it's kind yeah. of just terrible glad, glad conditions. The stadium didn't flood. Yeah. <laughs> but it did rain down uh, touchdowns for CMU, and they were victorious. So you were fire up chips. You, you really worse than Noah with his Grand Valley. <laughs> Come on, man. Once, once a year, moving on, we get to have this little... People expect it. We've had how many people come up to us and say... Uh, 0.0, Chris. 0.0 <laughs> We've had one. We've had one. And they're going to be a future <laughs> guest on the podcast. But yes, enough about that. So we do have some other things coming up uh, this week. 
actually today, if you're, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, Director Washington is going to be speaking at the Mental Health and Criminal Justice Strategic Planning Summit. Uh, the, uh, the governor and a bunch of other folks are going to be there uh, in Lansing this week uh, discussing that very important topic, and we're looking forward to you know, what comes out of that. We've also had a lot of media uh, coming in to uh, to do some filming uh, of, of the director of the vocational village, um, some other documentaries. So we've had a lot of a lot of film crews in uh, the last week or so. So we will let you guys know uh, when those are coming up, so that you can be sure and watch those. One that we know of at least so far is that on Fox Two on Wednesday night uh, at ten o'clock, uh, Taryn Asher, a great reporter there at Fox Two, uh, is going to be doing a story on Sadie. And if you're a, regular reader of the Corrections Connection, you know that Sadie is the uh, therapy dog who works at uh, WCC uh, assisting some of the uh, more uh, severely mentally ill prisoners that we have. And so we spent the day inside with uh, with Taryn getting to meet Sadie and all the prisoner handlers and some of the, the guys who uh, that Sadie works with. And it just had a really great day. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how that turned out. We're going to have uh, another TV station from Detroit in uh, I believe next week to uh, go and see the uh, Shakespeare program at the women's prison. Uh, we've had people in to see that a number of times. So once that uh, is filmed and done, we'll let you guys know when that can air. So we've got a lot of really positive stuff going on about the department uh, that people will be able to see and then hopefully not only see but also share. So on your social media channels and Facebook and Twitter or just in emails and word of mouth, you know, let people know that there are some really great things going on in the department. And it's not just the, the negative things that you see. Uh, it's, it behooves all of us to also share all the positive things that are going on. So then there's no shortage of those uh, going on. That's true, Chris. And, uh, you know, what's going on in FOA real quick before we get um, going in with the interview is, you know, we, you've talked about, and I know Kyle on the podcast has talked about Westside Rep. Um, you know, the director fought very hard to get that money put into our budget. So an, an update on Westside Rep is it's progressing nicely. We should have um, this program up and running. Uh, very soon, uh, it's gonna it's gonna look a lot like the the, the wrap in at DRC, with with a few little changes in programming. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna open it up to the west side of the state, which is a huge huge uh, benefit to us in FOA, in giving judges you know some additional options to to sentence people to rather than prison. So, looking forward to that happening very very soon. Uh, in addition to a couple other unique kind of uh, really creative programs that are happening in a couple of the FOA regions that will be announced hopefully shortly too. So lots of great things going on in FOA, uh, lots of things, you know, targeted and focused on programming to really reduce the risk of, um, you know, the people that we supervise. So good stuff happening. But you know what, Chris, let's, let's, get, to, let's get to why we're here today. And what's important about today is it's, it's, it's Veterans Week. So let's get to our interview right now. It's a very special week here uh, in corrections and, and across the across the country. You know, we went downstairs, Chris, and, at, at GVP, and you see all the all the military pictures and uniforms going on down there. Yeah, I did. It was very very nice display. Some uniforms, some memorabilia. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, I didn't see your stuff down there. <laughs> I, did, I didn't see yours either. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Uh, so I know FOA and CFA and, and, every, and GVP and everybody across the corrections is going to do some special things this week for. For our military veterans and current currently serving uh, military personnel, but you know we, who we have on today, we have three special people on today who have served in the military and are currently serving still. So let's let's introduce everybody sitting across the table from us, Chris. Let's let's start with um, kind of what you've done in, in your military history, where you're at now. Uh, let's let's start there. Go ahead. This is Wendy Hart. Um, I have been in the Marine Corps, the Army Reserve, and the National Guard. How long? 
A total of 30 years. Okay. I did just recently retire. You did, okay. So. Well, thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Next. Hi, I'm Mike Farmer. Um, I went into the United States Marine Corps right out of high school. Um, did a pre-enlist, I knew I was going to go. That was my future. I had intended to be a career Marine. Um, the Marine Corps decided to reutilize me in a different MOS, which shortened my uh, desire to stay. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah, very much so. It was uh, raised in a military family. Okay. It was, it, it was an expectation. It's in your blood. It was. It yes, was. absolutely. So, Mike, tell, tell us what you do now for corrections. Well, um, been with the uh, Department of Corrections. Um, other than a, just under a two-year stint, I went with the state police. Okay. Um, I'm now a state administrative manager, 15 in the training division. Um, but spent 17 years inside the uh, prisons, uh, various capacities there. Um, and then went into training, and that's where I've been ever since. So. Okay, and Wendy, we missed what you do for, uh, in corrections. Um, I'm an analyst in the PREA unit. Okay, and how long have you been with corrections? 27 years. 27 years. And finally, we have? Uh, Todd Butler. Uh, like Mike said, I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school with full intent of uh, being a career Marine. Um, much to the Marine Corps' uh, character, they kept me in infantry for... My entire stint wouldn't let me out of the infantry when I decided to re-enlist, so I, um, I had discharged and hired into corrections uh, a month later after a month out of, uh, out of active duty. Since then, I've joined the Michigan National Guard. I couldn't, uh, couldn't stay away from the military that long, so I did uh, accept my commission. Uh, four years ago, I went into the Michigan National Guard. They were uh, kind enough to put me into aviation where I don't have to sleep with my head in the dirt anymore. <laughs> so. Um, that's where I'm currently at as far as my military service. And with us, with corrections, you are? With corrections now, I write policy. It's the fun and exciting job of a so policy from, from manager. from Marines to policy, nice. From Marines to policy. That's the, the track that most uh, uh, train killers <laughs> move in their lives. So. Well, well said, well said, Todd. And, you know, and I don't want to um, overstep here, but I know before we started taping, you, started, you talked about your son, um, who's also in the military. Yeah, my and you, son and you had a special just, moment with him? Yeah, my son just enlisted this at the end of summer this year into the uh, Michigan National Guard. I had the unique pleasure of swearing him in at his swearing-in ceremony at Maps and Lansing this year. So. Awesome. And do any, any others have uh, family members or children that are in the military? Yeah, I do. Uh, my, my oldest son um, is just finishing his second year in college, and he has indicated he's, we're in negotiations right now between the uh, Air Force and the Navy. Um, he's looking at different officer programs and uh, opportunities, but uh, he very much made it clear that um, he was raised in that military environment, um, that culture, and wants to serve his country. And, and nothing more powerful than a volunteer, or the heart of a volunteer. Right. So um, I'm very much encouraging to do that. Well said. My father and great-grandfather were both in the Marine Corps. and. I have a brother that has been in the Army as well, retired from the Army. So it's very much in your blood too then? Yes. Okay. Well cool, I'm just wondering too, um, you know, when you're, when you're here now in the department, it is a paramilitary organization and, and there are a lot of, I think, probably skills that can be tra are transferable from your time in the, in the service, but I was just wondering too, just in the, whether you're in the office or you're out in the facilities, can you tell when you're talking or, or serving with uh, a former veteran, what's that, what's that like? And do, is, is it how different is it or what's the connection that you can see? Uh, well, I'll address the most recent. Uh, last Thursday we were at the graduation and um, one of the members of recruitment, um, I could tell by his posture, um, his position of attention uh, during 
the flag ceremony presenting of the, the colors. Um, and I spoke with him afterwards and uh, we were both Marines. And uh, so it's that often that easy to identify each other in public or the, yeah. the, the military bearing discipline attitude, um, you know, especially when it comes to anything regarding flag ceremonies or I'm just curious if you could tell that quick that Chris was not in the military. Could you tell? I wasn't going to guess. Okay. No. <laughs> Anybody else want to chime in on that, on that question? Well, I'm happy to um, be helping the boot camp with PREA compliance as, as one of my facilities. And I really enjoy going there and hearing the cadences called and... Um, it does get in your blood. Uh, well, you know, this week, especially, and, and this year now with, with Dr. Washington and, and the military team that, that was put in place to, to try to find new ways to, to honor our veterans. You know, this is Veterans Week, and so there's a lot of things going on. And I'm just wondering, as, as employees of the department and as also as, as veterans, you know, what does it mean to you to see your employer taking so, so many pains to do as much as we can to, to honor honor veterans? I think it's huge that uh, that the department stepping up and, and taking the time to recognize veterans. One thing that's a common characteristic trait of anybody who's served, like uh, Mike said, about the heart of a volunteer, we don't like to run around and beat our own drum, generally speaking. I mean, the vast majority of the people that I've ever met and spent time with in the military and the service, they don't need a, even a thank you. They just, we do it because... It's in our blood. That's who we are. Either we were raised in a military household or where there's something unique about us that wants to serve for our neighbors, our friends, our family, the people in this country. And oftentimes we don't even need uh, a thank you if that comes. So having somebody from the outside come in, uh, like Director Washington coming in, putting together an entire week to honor veterans, we're very appreciative of it even though we would never ask for it. So that's I'm thankful for the fact that we're actually doing something like this that was promoted by um, the department as a whole as opposed to veterans trying to, to ask or being put on the spot to ask if it's sure. something that we want. Well, you know, we were talking about that, Todd, before uh, we were trying to get the stats on, you know, it's such a small percentage of people that actually serve in the military. I, th I think we saw some stats, you know, less than 2% have uh, in, of Americans have ever served. Right now, there's less. I think we we saw maybe you know one half of one percent of the current population serve. Um, is a very small percentage of people who take on a lot for the country. So for the rest of, of, of you know Mike and Wendy outside the department, what is this? What is this weekend on Saturday? What is this whole week um, leading up to Saturday and Veterans Day? What does it mean to you? Can you can you paint a picture for everybody out there of, of why it's important? You know, there's lots of parades that go on in, in communities. There's um, a lot of things that happen this week and on and on Saturday. Could you guys talk about what this outside of work, what it means to you? For me, it's very refreshing in a world where there's so much, seems to be so much dissatisfaction with the country, and it's it's wonderful to see people looking beyond the purpose of the military and recognizing the people that serve and recognizing their service and thanking them. But I do have to say inside work, too, when I walked in this morning, I've been, I was not here much last week, and I saw all of the decorations and uh, the, the, the different things that are on the different floors with people's names on them and pictures they've brought in. I, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to talk with people about we do, what we do in the military, some of our experiences that normally in the normal workday seem kind of alien right. um, to the workplace. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Mike, why, do, why does it matter to you? Well, um, for me, I've always looked up to my family members and and veterans in general. Studied world history, 
um, U.S. history. That, to me, that uh, it excites me to even be in a category with so many real heroes. Uh, you know what I mean? To me, the, the week isn't about me. It's about celebrating all of those that, that paid the ultimate price. Um, they give their lives for our... So we could sit here today and have the freedom to do this. Um, it, for me, it's personal. It's very... It's, I, I love my flag. I love my country. And I take it very personal. Anybody that uh, speaks ill against either. Um, I'm very much a patriot um, at heart and always will be. And I've raised my children to be the same and everybody around me. Um, I don't accept anything less than that. I don't associate with people that are not. Um, I love my country. If you if you don't, um, don't love it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it, that's just my opinion. So for me, um, I've lost family members in in the various wars. I've had a family member fight in every war, um, you know, throughout the history. And uh, like you said, maybe it's an internal thing, but it's uh, it's a pride thing. And I really do commend Director Washington for. Um, stepping up and recognizing um, the the lessons that I learned from the United States Marine Corps, the discipline, the bearing, uh, those have served me well through my entire life. Um, it gets me up at four o'clock in the morning. It makes me uh, want, you know, encourages me to to do the things that maybe aren't popular, maybe you know, not fun. Um, but it's a mission. It's a duty. Everything is, you know, maybe we think a little differently, but um, that. Uh, that military bearing um, can serve you well in life. Well, and I think everyone else is better for it. So thank you. Thank you. And just wondering, too, just uh, as we start to wrap up, um, I'm wondering, it's only the, the first day since we've had all the names up on the wall downstairs and people are starting to take a look at it. But I was just wondering if you've, if you've seen that or if you've or maybe expect to do it this week is to recognize other names up on there that you didn't know maybe were veterans and maybe have a conversation with them or, or you know, oh, I've always known that person, but I didn't didn't know that they served uh, in whatever branch. And I was just downstairs uh, looking for for Mike, and I ran into I, two people having a conversation, and they were talking about their basic training. And I, maybe they hadn't ever had that conversation before, and they realized that they were in the same branch, and they were talking about, oh, I sir, I was there during this time of year. And, and so it was, it was great to see those conversations just start to pop up organically. And I was wondering if you've had any of those experiences yet, or maybe you're looking forward to looking on that wall and seeing if you recognize any other names. Yeah, when I came in this morning, uh, one of the first things I did was start looking at the the wall of fame down there, I guess, and seeing uh, whose name was up there, see if there was anybody that I, I didn't know was in the military. And I just recently found out that Jack Beeler has served in, in the military, and I had no idea I was going to see so many pictures of Jack <laughs> this morning coming <laughs> in. young pictures of Jack, by the way. Yeah, very young <laughs> pictures of Jack. It's just, that's been great. I guess I didn't realize how, um, how much we could contribute personal, I guess, memorabilia to our time in the service, but... Uh, to set out for a display like that, but I, I really encourage people to do it because, you know, seeing those pictures of Jackson make me go home, start digging through some albums, see what I've got to bring in later on this week. Just because it, it's just it is neat. It's fun to be able to to see who else has served and what branches other people have served in. And uh, you see somebody's name up on the wall, and uh, for me, you see Marine Corps underneath that. You're like, yup, I figured that. Um, <laughs> that stands out, makes it kind of obvious. So. Well. I can't thank you guys enough for coming on today. I know it was kind of short notice, um, but you guys did very well. And we appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on and talking about your experience and, you know, just how important this stuff is to you guys. I, I, I can tell in your passion, Mike, when you talk that 
this stuff matters, and it, and it still matters to you now. It matters to you with your children. It matters to you with you know moving forward. On behalf of us, Chris and I and Kamara, uh, thank you guys for your service. And uh, you know it's a, it's a great week to recognize our our military people and, and veterans. So thanks thanks for everything you've done and continue to do. And thanks for coming on Field Days, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.